Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about Hillary Clinton's health are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Bernie Lomax? What kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? Doesn't anyone realize he's dead? That's the latest theory. Hillary Clinton's been dead for five days. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. Of course, they're goofing. Hey, if you say something a whole bunch of times, it's got to be true, right? They've proven that over and over, right? Hashtag Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is news. I think this the is why news, we talk about no, movies no. every I week. I think the news is a fact that people are going to be going, who is that and what movie you're talking about? Did you? Weekend at Bernie's. That's from <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> where they pretend the dead guy's alive. In the 80s, which I happened. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that in the theater. It must have been before my parents were letting me I go to. I was working at the movie theater when that was oh. my first job. Ah, the Jonathan uh. Silverman era of film. <laughs> yes, that was it. I think it ended. I think it was too. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, big news here oh, on the showcast. Happening? First of all, uh, I should say that we are joined by Andrea Grano and Tara Carcian. Everybody, did I get Tara. that right? Tara. Tara. It's Tara. Tara. Okay, oh, wait a minute. You. you know what? You both have that going on. It's a tricky Andrea group of guests. And yeah. I know. Andrea. Andrea. You can say, oh. You know, which, yeah. oh, no, which way is it? That, and then you can say Andrea. Andrea. I might say that just because I can remember <laughs> Why that. Why would anybody use that stupid accent? How dare you? I'm Andrea. racist. I should correct people on my name where it's like, no, it's Adam. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you gotta, Adam. Sorry, you got to say it like that. <laughs> so is Adam. It, is it ter- like Tara Reed? Tara. Yeah. Or like Terra Firma? It's like Terra, but it's not like Terra Reed. It's not like Terra Reed. <laughs> He's not like oh. anything but Terra. Terra Lipinski. That's a great hipster way to, to name your kid Terra. T-E-R-R-A. Right. No, no. it's Terra. Terra Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to what the guests are all about in a second. But I do want to tell you. But I do want to tell you that you are in yes. for Uh-oh. a good time. Because you are about drinking. to experience, what? as appearing on our show, the movie Guy's Bump. <gasps> we have some it's news. True. Really uh, two weeks true. ago, Ryan yeah. McKee appeared on the show with yeah. Ron Babcock, a mm-hmm. couple of great stand-up comics who appeared together yeah. now in You'll their say. modest proposal, the name yeah. of their, uh, their improv troupe. Ryan mentioned that he writes for digital content for The Late Late Show with James Corden. Bam. Appeared on the show, just won an just Emmy. Won an Boom, Emmy. won an uh, Emmy. Boom, it's Whoa. that simple, you guys. Now, I would say that's a mm-hmm. single-case scenario. <laughs> However. Yes. Amazing. La- recently, Negative. another guest of the movie guys who appeared last year in May. Last year in May, uh, 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 Senor, Melissa Villasenor. Yes, uh, just, I'm just so excited. I, I feel like I want to announce it because she's a woman who's going to be the first Latina on Sarah Live. Yes, wow. she was here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is Things. a gateway. Yeah, yeah. this is a gateway drug. <laughs> and this is the summer of Ike Barinholtz. Yes. Who was in our He received show. the bump. He was in four movies this year. Yep. You're welcome, Ike. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. yeah. And you guys are next. And you're next, oh so that's what we're saying. Just hold on. It's amazing. Wow. I don't. I don't. It even gets know. exciting. I feel like I should leave now. <laughs> contact my team and tell them that <laughs> things are going to start. I think the now. bump retroactively goes back to the 40 film festivals BFFs. Uh, the film that you guys made I think so. uh, appeared in. Yeah, perhaps. We can do that, yes. right? We can claim I think that. So. 
I think we should give like all the it. credit to you, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. Here's a little Thank clip you. of Melissa. Now, a lot of people get on Saturday Night Live because of the great impersonations they do. Melissa is no different. She does a ton. And when she was on our show, we pitched on the show the all-female Avengers. And I also want to say this ahead of time because this is re- even more impressive. They just handed her the script. And yeah, she yeah, not only sight-read it, she sight-impersonated it. Sight-read. Wow. Yeah. The all-new, all-different, all-female Avengers. Featuring Sarah Silverman as Tanya Stark, the genius inventor, also known as Iron Woman. Okay. <laughs> it, it is hot as balls in this suit, and it smells like Tony Stark's Grendel cheese. I thought I was getting a new suit. With Drew Barrymore as the ageless time traveler, Captain America's darling. Um, Stark, please stop complaining and focus on our mission. Right? Um, my mission is to see some t- the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not only is a woman reading Bravo. the jokes, right, but right. Yeah. that's genius. Brilliant. It gets better. My favorite is when uh, Tony Stark's the Jarvis in his head is played by um, uh, the Wanda Sykes. Uh, she oh. does a great Wanda Sykes. <laughs> oh, no, Wanda Sykes is the Hulk. Don't that's make me a... sassy. You wouldn't like me when I'm sassy. <laughs> that's really good too. <laughs> Genius. That's great. <laughs> so we'll be throwing um, impersonations at you guys. Yeah. So I'm excited about Romantics. that. We should go. Wait, well, <laughs> I left something in the car. I'll be right back. Can you leave something in the car as Meryl Streep? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me give four. Well, congratulations to them. Yay! Brian and That's uh, Melissa. Cool. That's, That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and welcome to the Movie Showcast, officially, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. And uh, reminder, reliving the glory days is better than acting like they never happened. Oh. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. But you can expect that in the next 90 minutes or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, here in the heart of Burbank Airport's Flyover Zone. Every week we jump on the uh, mics here and bring you a brand new show. Absolutely Paul, free. Here's I guess the Bart's not here. I, uh... <laughs> Earlier today, I was sitting on the couch, Uh and uh, I forgot to look in the cushions to see if there was any change. It was because, you know, our nephew's living on there right now, so (laughs) I don't have any money for you tonight for the show. Fear not, Uh, the show is free. Wait, Wait, we're not getting paid? What? What? No, they're not paying. (laughs) I couldn't get your payment this week. I wasn't digging through the couch. (laughs) You have to dig through the couch anyway. Yeah, that's good. You never know what's going to be on there. I'm telling you, this guy's... Well, you never know what's falling out of his pockets. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. much entertainment, you'd think that we were paying you and that we were getting paid even for this, but it's not. No it's money, no money exchanging hands. In fact, we're on social <laughs> media, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. As a service to our audience and a disservice to you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's free. Uh, We've got to change that business model. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, basically, just search the movie guys on Bing, Yahoo, and Google. 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 And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. I uh, forgot to think of a line to say. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Give me one. Oh, I just watched Star Trek 2. <laughs> it's coming through now, Con. There you go. There and, you go. Nice and job. Karen Volpe. I'm just looking for a reasonable ratio of wontons to soup. This is madness. <laughs> and Bart is out of town, oh, uh, cavorting oh. in Las Vegas, leaving us to cover the September oh. movies by ourselves. But it could be worse. Right? This fall's options at the multiplex actually look promising oh. for September. And, of course, uh, we bring you awesome guests. This week we're joined by the co-writers, co-stars, and co-producers of the film BFFs, 
that has seen quite a film festival journey playing over 40 across the country, including the Santa Barbara International Film Festival and Breckenridge, where it won Best Comedy. Oh, nice. It's available now on iTunes, Amazon, and a number of other on-demand services. We have them here as we celebrate the film now being available on Dish Network and DirecTV. Nice. Nice. You have no excuse. (laughs) Yeah, it's in your house. You have to watch it now. (laughs) Andrea Carano and... Tara Carcian, okay. everybody. Oh, that was nice. Thank See you, good host or what? I was going to say Carcian. <laughs> oh, you know. I almost thought you were going to say Kardashian. I'm like, no, shut up. Is what is no. happening? She no, would no, probably correct no. no. yeah, you. Those are places yeah, they would. go over. We ignore them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure we're not having an earthquake. I'm no, good. No, no. Oh, you're good. good. You're good. Did you really ask? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Do you, do you fear earthquakes? You don't even care. I'm from Connecticut. They're not right. You don't fear them? No, I'm weird. I I fear that I haven't been involved in one in the time I've lived here. That means a big one is coming. Oh, we have that to look forward to. (laughs) You're not afraid of them? You you were here during the... No, you weren't. No, we came... uh, The biggest earthquake I've ever experienced was in Jamestown, New York. There was a big old earthquake there when we were visiting one time. No way. Mm -hmm. Bigger than the ones I've ever felt out here. Yeah. Fracking? Shook the joint pretty crazy. It was fracking. It was crazy. I don't know what It was fracking fun, I can tell you. It was. Oh, so I'm the only one afraid of earthquakes in this room? Yeah, well, pretty much. I, they're not often enough to, to be on the forefront yeah, of my mind. True. If one happened, yeah. I'd be scared. Normally, yeah, but I, I don't go around. Thinking you know, about it? Yeah. Every time I'm under an overpass, I think about okay, it. Okay, I do that. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I never know if there's an earthquake because of, you know, it could just be traffic. So I go and check Facebook, and that's where <laughs> I find out if it if was an earthquake. Is true? Is that funny? Oh, my yeah. God. They leave a status. Do you I, feel that? And we're and like, oh, earthquake, like, question mark. Right, and yeah, then other and people chime live? in. And, yeah. Hashtag booked it. No. I don't feel <laughs> them. Right, they do that too. <laughs> That's <laughs> too good. My, my paranoia of them is increased when I'm in uh, parking structures, which are made oh, yeah. to sort of vibrate yeah. a little bit with all the cars and stuff. Every mm-hmm. time I'm in one of those, I'm like, you is this one? Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. Or the Beverly uh, Center. I always feel like uh, there's going to be one at the Beverly yes. Center. And then you could get some great stuff. You That's could do some fancy looting. Oh, and don't you think <laughs> I'm Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like yeah but then you're right there in. for the Dawn of the Dead zombie apocalypse that would happen no, immediately afterwards. Uh, hey, some people bad. are just excited for the fancy looting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fancy yeah, looting. Fancy looting. Oh, yeah. If you're going to loot Beverly Center. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. some highfalutin looting going on. I'm at the 99 cent store pissed. Right. I'm like, this is <laughs> Could have afforded this. <laughs> God. All right, but as I mentioned, as ever, we bring you our patented movie previews. Three new movies <laughs> pop up in theaters this week, including Snowden, a story so current that the subject of the movie is still alive. Take that, Lincoln. <laughs> Also, Bridget's back without her wobbly bits as a svelte Renee Zellweger returns in Bridget Jones' Baby and Blair Witch. Here's a clip of Blair in action. Face it, God is a legend, Mrs. Garrett. In the fashion world, designers like Coco Chanel or Anne Klein establish a reputation so that even after they're dead, people continue buying their lines. I am so uh, glad you did. I'm so glad you did a Blair Underwood. I'm so happy. I'm so in love Anyone with over 30 you. should love that <laughs> joke. I want to marry the show. Oh, thank I you. Facts of life. Google it. Right. Yes. Yes. Here's the, yes, uh, yeah, Harrison. Harrison. Facts of life. Our, our nephew's sitting in. Google that. It's like, facts that of is. life. It's no a terrible show. That. Never watch it. Oh my God. I watch every single episode. Joe Polnicek. 
Oh, oh dear. You know her last name. That's I love Joel. I wanted to be her. I wore my hair like that with the little piggy thing. That's who you wanted to be? Yeah. I related to her. I wanted to be Joe. Who wanted to be the... No, Joe, yeah. Oh, oh Joe. Joe. Yeah. Oh, that's her last name on the show? Pull on the check. <laughs> yeah. no, Nancy McKeon in Nancy real life. Nancy McKeon. Yeah, we agree. She's cool. Oh, Who wants to be Blair? Everybody wanted to be Joe. Oh. Nobody wants to be Blair. Tootie would have been fun. <laughs> I'd trade any of them in for Mallory. Uh, but that's not what wow. we're talking about. You just wow. jumped to family you ties. He just hey, family little, ties jumped. That's, that's a lateral, lateral move. move. That's, that's a lateral move. Wow. All right, all right. But this is the Blair Witch we're talking about. What is that? The guy who uploaded this video said it was from a tape he found in the Black Hills woods. That's gonna be loud. I think that might be my sister. <laughs> is that his sister yep. yelling? What was that? So here's Blair Witch. That's doing, my sister, let her in. Doing the trend, right? The trend is sequel as opposed to remake, uh, which I can get behind. Me too. I hate, remakes. I hate remakes. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of do the, the remake. I mean, they're going to do the same sort of adventure, but it's a sequel. I always like that. Yeah, yeah just like good. Creed, Star Wars, yeah, uh, Jurassic Park, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, those all resonated with audiences too, so I have yeah, a feeling they, this could. Yeah, and yet they give you a first movie. You don't have to actually have seen Blair Witch. You can find out about this guy looking for his sister in the woods. It's a perfectly settled movie. So, yeah. I don't think you can remake something that had that. You don't know this, Harrison, but there was this movie that came out called Blair Witch, and they did it as if it was found footage. So, as an audience, well, you're not four. I know, but I'm just saying the idea. <laughs> to, he was that. No, he was like six. All right, he was six. Right? So, in order to redo that movie, you have to have that world that existed where people didn't know if it was a real movie or not. That's yeah. what I well, for I thought percent of the people Pre, saw it, thinking media. it was found footage, and then mm-hmm. it, then it was like you know the second the, week you crime knew. game where you knew the secret and it sucked if you yeah. did yeah. yeah but I think honestly people who thought it was found liked it I liked it better realized it was just mm-hmm. a movie were like and what yeah right? and yeah. so that's why making it as a remake you lose that you whole would. first except people his age would think it was new See, at one time there was yeah. no internet, and that was the big deal about this. Was like on the internet, you this new thing called the internet. You could go watch this, uh, you know, little video of it that told you it was found footage and stuff, and then go to the theater. And that was yeah. really cool because I, I mean, we ran out the very first day it was out and saw it, and I thought it was real, and that was really exciting. And then when I found out it wasn't, I didn't like this much. Right, you can't out. rewatch it. But, <laughs> but Andrea, I want to congratulate you for oh. going through that whole little monologue you just did oh. while the plane went overhead and not once did you flinch thinking we were having an earthquake. No, I'm calm. Now. Already, I'm I think during the course of the show. So much better. You're, you're growing. This show's uh, like therapy and a gateway to my success. I'm just, I'm just glad you've never seen Donnie Darko with all these planes I going overhead. I have seen Donnie Darko. Spoiler alert. How wow. dare you. <laughs> Let's get to our first movie of the weekend. Our first movie is uh, Snowden. Oh. oh, seems a little early for a Christmas movie, doesn't it? <laughs> Not Snowden. Oh. Snowden, Snowden oh, which tells the story of one man who has no need to watch a Jason Bourne movie, Edward Snowden. <laughs> The former CIA and NSA computer contractor who leaked classified information about how the NSA was and is quite literally spying on pretty much everyone in the United States. I don't know. Some omniscient, omniscient presence keeping tabs on everyone. Just replace the NSA with Santa Claus. Throw in Laurie Anderson. A couple of car chases and boom, there's your movie. Oh, Maybe Dom DeLuise. That might be nice. That's a good one. All right, enough. Let's talk about Oliver Stone's new movie, Snowden. Here we go. Uh, The 
the leaves are changing, and you know what that means. It's biopic season. <laughs> biopic season is that time of year when stories from the past are retold by attractive people and Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Snowden is based on a true story, depending upon how you define any of those words, in a movie whose story was vetted by the CIA and Oliver Stone. Ooh, Oliver Stone. I do like him. He made uh, JFK and The Doors. I am the Lizard King. Apparently at the same time. <laughs> Edward Snowden stole information from the CIA. And if you think that sounds easy, yeah. then there's something wrong with you. Oh. Uh, here's a clip uh, when Snowden first discovers the NSA's hidden agenda. Don't you see? Don't you see? We just uncovered a $2 million error. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. That might have been Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that was Bernie's yeah. I think Weekend at Bernie's clips have infected my computer. <laughs> I hate when that happens. That's weird. Snowden leaks the crucial intel that the government is overreaching its authority, uh, authority to the Guardian newspaper in the UK. And just when it feels like all hell's busting loose, Spock shows up, who will no doubt infuse a little rationality into the situation. The government knows that we have these documents now. I was wrong. Uh, that's Zachary Quinto playing Glenn Greenwald, who was the responsible person for printing the details of the U.S.'s global surveillance program in The Guardian. Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes too far incorrectly emulating Snowden's nasally voice. A tip to actors, you never get credit for accurately capturing an obnoxious aspect of a historical figure. Uh, let's hear him, uh, a bit of him in this film here. Girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. You know, like nunchuck <laughs> skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. There you go. Yeah. You're right. See? That's good. Wait, now that, actually, this Wait, is what? him. I'll play a little JGL, as we like to call him. Oh. And Snowden, yeah. back to back. Oh, okay. And then you can see if he nailed it or not. The deputy director of the NSA offered me a new position. Uh, over the course of a normal person's career, you'd only see one or two of these instances. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, wow. But there's no reason to do there's that. There's no reason to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, he was impossible to listen to, and he really captured that. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have two hours of that. Uh -huh. And Nicolas Cage follows up his appearance in <laughs> Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, acting in this uh, as experienced CIA vet Hank Forrester. Now, hold on a second. I need to make sure we're factually correct, because it should be noted that Nicolas Cage, since Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, Appeared in Stolen, The Frozen Ground, Joe, Rage, Outcast, Left Behind, <laughs> Dying of the Light, The Runner, Pay the Ghost, The Trust, and Dog Eat Dog. Yes, but I said acting, not appearing. Ah, gotcha. There you go. Find the terrorist in the internet haystack. <laughs> oh, I see. Nicholas Cage is in charge of something. Everybody panic! <laughs> Edward Snowden is still a wanted man. Perhaps this is all just a CIA ruse to lure Snowden to the red carpet on Oscar night, Ooh. where the CIA can blow his ending with no spoiler alert. <laughs> I've been waiting for this movie for almost a year. It was originally supposed to open at Christmas time 2015. Hard to believe WikiLeaks couldn't get it released any sooner. There you go! <laughs> Snowden, everybody! A feeling we're being served. Yeah, what is it? I is think someone's hearing a, a beep of some sort during yeah. our talking about yeah. the CIA and uh, Snowden. I don't know. Creepy. Just, maybe it's just me. I'm just. Be oh. Wait, anybody else? Just oh, go about your business. Oh, no. I'm sure, it's fine. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I don't know a lot about Snowden. I didn't pay attention to news. Um, but when I was watching <laughs> this preview, <laughs> when I was watching this preview, I started to think That's about like being a little disappointed that if the government was listening in on my phone calls or looking at my internet. I'm not doing enough. I mean, I put up pictures of my one-eyed dog. I, like, make 
jokes to my friends about like Ghostbusters. And I'm not doing they, anything uh, worth looking at. Obviously, they started hacking us before there was Facebook because now it's like just sit back and it's, we'll just put it all on there. Here, I'll just right? give you, a, I'll give you a dossier of my life. Let's see, I saw, uh, yeah, I saw a Charles Bronson movie last night. You interested in that CIA? Because it's I know. there. <laughs> I feel like I need to do something more interesting, but I don't want to be arrested. Just so. entertain the CIA. Yeah, that'd be great. The CIA <laughs> Entertainment Network. <laughs> we try and do more things with our life just so they have hmm. something to pay attention to. But what do you think, hero or traitor? Let's go around the room. Hero. Andrew. Oh, it's tricky. I can see. Can I say both? both? I feel no. like he's both. Well, you're supposed Stop to say a both. Libra. That's why I think. This <laughs> film, <laughs> that's why I think this film will be fascinating. Wait, what's this? He's a Libra, or you're a Libra. I'm a Libra. She's a Libra. <laughs> I'm both. I, I would edge him on the side of very brave, very brave traitor. <laughs> very that's brave. It definitely is brave. Like the little thing in the preview, the way he gets the information out, if that's mm-hmm. what he did. The Rubik's Cube? What? Crazy. I don't, no, can't even I'm solve cha- those. I'm a Libra. Hero. Stick stuff in there. Hero. 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 Mm-hmm. So if betraying your country is the right thing to do. Traitor. Because you know they're acting. Traitor. Yeah. Did he? Why? Are you? He's a traitor. Okay. I think he's done more harm than good. Although I think the original concept of what he was. was Trying to do. Was trying to be. Uh, I, I think. So should he have gone about it a different way? Gosh. What do you do with that what information? Do you do with you that just information? sit on it, yeah. you eat it, you, you swallow it. Keep playing Rubik's cube. Did his information reveal secrets about like people overseas? I mean, did it put lives in danger? Like, I see- think it, probably. Uh, yeah. Oh, probably. maybe the people then I have to cover, say traitor, right? Then I have yeah. to say traitor. Bra- I, I, brave traitor. Yeah, I highly doubt he was like, "Ooh, I'll just I'll parse this." Exactly. You know, it was just right. Like, it was all of know, it. Put it all out. Released. There. Yeah. And so, that is yeah. okay. I flip flop three times. Traitor. But at the same time, uh, the government, they're given more leeway because of the Patriot Act, right? Yeah. So that's when it started really being a little more lenient about people's information. Look, I'm not saying that I think that his (laughs) original, uh, the the original belief that this was going to help people, I do believe he probably, but I think- He had good intentions. Exactly. But Uh ultimately, it does make him a traitor. And I think he did put people in harm's way. And I don't think that that was- well, that's always so, the question of patriotism too. Is like, well, the co- the government shouldn't be doing this. The, the, the you know, like like I want to be a patriot. I want this country to be perfect yeah. in a way. So you shouldn't do that. So as a patriot, don't do that. Go ahead and release it. But then patriotism is also defined right. as well. We have to, you know, this stuff has to be done. I have to know how you, you know, how you do whatever in order to stop terrorists. Which of course can be abused, constantly abused. Mm-hmm, right. So you know it's it, yeah. Oh, but so I would like to point out that if the CIA is listening, I did say traitor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to get a totally different. Oh, like, you're going to get a t- totally different movie guys bump. Paul did an answer. <laughs> yeah, Paul did right. an answer. He pled the fifth. Mm-hmm. Me? Yeah. Uh, I'll say hero. Okay. I think if you know somebody's doing something, I'm watching a lot of Daredevil right now. Hey, right? <laughs> All it takes for for evil to flourish is for a good man to do to nothing. Say nothing. Boom. Mm. That's yeah. Captain America style <laughs> right there. Get rid of this one, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's know. I think the government's going to take care of him. Take well, you know, out. but listen, uh, Andrew, Tara, uh, you do agree with Donald Trump, so there you go. Oh. But you know what? I think this movie brings, if Donald wow. Trump and Hillary Clinton no. had to agree on a movie to go to together, like if they were dating, uh-huh. they could go to this. It is true. They both actually Or the date movie, trading. Obama and Michelle date movie. What's that one? Oh, Southside movie. Oh, South Side <laughs> movie. <laughs> they could go to that right. too. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we need to make That'd that. Be <laughs> that would be That'd amazing. Be a sweet date yeah. for them. Oh, I can't now get. 
Actually, that might be the way to cure us when we're tired of all the news about them. Right. Like, just Whoa. picture them dating, going on a date. Or just holding hands. And I like just we holding just hands. Keep saying dating. <laughs> like we're not going anywhere. Just stooping. They don't even talk. They just stoop. Oh my god. Okay. That would be so. That would be an interesting porno. Would it? Our friend Johnny D. He could do <laughs> Trump. Oh, they've done it. Oh, Hillary oh. and Trump. I listen to Howard. Wait, how do you know? Wait, Hillary and Trump in a porno? <laughs> a fake Hillary? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Mm. Do they take off the toupee? I don't know. I've only heard the audio on the Howard Stern show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. You the know. guys, you know, the guy's like kind of doing a Trump voice. <laughs> <laughs> as Does good as he talk one about how guys. he's huge? Uh, huge yeah. Yeah. Is that huge enough for you? <laughs> but um, uh, I, I am lovely. very curious about the one line in the script. Most Americans don't want freedom. They want security. I find that interesting. Very true. My sister once asked me uh, many years ago when I think I was visiting my nephew Harrison when he was nothing but a wee ball of yarn or whatever and I started because he's I made know, out of yarn dog. he's been knitted uh, they, uh, <laughs> he's that, creepy she to said, look at he's really you, creepy what would you, if you had to choose either freedom or security which would you want and, uh, and I've been thinking about that for years but I always thought of it as art- artistically yeah, like, because, because I've chosen to be an artist I obviously am choosing freedom because it's uh, no not, not a secure choice yeah. but you always hope of course leads to, leads to security he just hope it would take more uh, less than 20 years but um, now in terms of like your overall security within the framework of the country that's an even more interesting and broad question mm-hmm. but enough about politics how cool is it that Oliver Stone's making this movie right <laughs> wait you can't say enough about politics then talk about Oliver Stone well alright yeah that's true no, no actually I do more like more about him. politics Oliver Stone's directing this yeah. movie I think now that's no, I do like that he's involved in something political because yeah. you know yeah that's where he's best now ladies I don't know probably you don't know this because you didn't know Paul until this afternoon but whenever Paul went to Comic Con he was in Hall H and there are just thousands of people there and everybody can go up to the microphone and ask a question and you've never done it before right and this is the first year you've actually asked a question of Oliver Stone and the panel from Snowden and it made the news I can't remember what what you said well I asked them what they thought of Pokemon Go because actual (laughs) conspiracy theorists said you're basically going around with a phone mapping out your mm-hmm. surroundings and, and so telling the, everyone what's going on. And the audience laughed thinking that was a goofy question and Oliver Stone said, no, that's a great question and here's why. And it's totalitarianism. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then it made the news. Pokemon Go is totalitarianism. So Oliver if Stone. he does The Doors too. Right here, this guy. This guy. <laughs> I, loved, I loved The Doors. I did too. I, he's got a great bunch of movies, man. He's, mm-hmm. he's got some clunkers, but some you clunkers. take Natural Born Killers, Platoon, oh, Wall that. Street, uh, what'd you just say? Talk the, radio the and doors. The, doors. the Doors. Oh, those are all great movies. You take anything he did over 10 years ago because he's really just kind of laid back to it. Like W? Has anybody seen W? What's that about? <laughs> I did see it. You know, World Trade Center's got its moments. It's a little melodramatic here and there. Well, but, but that, yeah, he did that? But that's not political. That's about their... That. What's that? I didn't know, I didn't he, know did he did that. that. Yeah. He did. Yeah, and that's a non-political World Trade Center and a non-political George W. Bush movie. So it's like he was just like, all right, I'm tired of taking crap about about having an opinion on very obvious stuff the government's doing. But what I what I never saw were his documentaries. Like he did one on Hugo Chavez. Is that the guy's name, right? The Venezuelan. See the Venezuelan Caesar Chavez. Caesar Chavez. Yeah. The, uh, who's Hugo Chavez? I what don't know. Was a boxer? He, he, Tell he, us. Uh, is there a boxer named Tacos <laughs> and not of a truck okay. that comes by? Although he did do that, uh, that the movie about Mexico a year ago that looked really kind of yes, natural born killers. Yes, he's made a couple of documentaries. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, he made, uh, yes. Yeah, that looked really natural born killers. The one with Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. And uh, Blake Lively is great in that as oh, an Orange oh, County, yeah. drugged out, this vapid nothing. Mm-hmm. She's great. I liked her in that too. What yeah. movie? I can't the remember uh, the name of it. That's how it's a, it's a Spanish was. word, right? Uh, no, it's it's savages. 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 
Sevagistas, that's what I'm saying. And the title doesn't fit the movie. I think that's Uh, for people in their minds. That's why you can never remember it. I have a feeling. But you know, he's underrated for a movie like U-Turn as well. Like, yeah. I think I could watch U-Turn before I'd watch JFK again. Because, oh, like, I just JFK. love him getting stylistic. bring that up? Oh, sure. JFK. Okay. Wow. It's a little bit political. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get on Talking to about our... political uh, movies. Yep. Let's move on to Bridget Jones' well, baby. Well, actually, before then, let's oh, yeah. get Bart's uh, conservative <gasps> take. Okay. Oh, wait, oh, he's true. not here. What a shame. Next oh. movie. Oh, All right, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Bridget Jones' baby. He listens yeah, back to the show. <laughs> As Bridget learns the lesson of any sitcom headed into its later seasons and adds a cute kid. Oh. Uh, Karen, I have to believe you're going to want to talk about yes. this. So here we oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I love this stuff. <laughs> A beloved and familiar face returns to the big screen with Renee Zellweger as Bridget Jones. However, if you believe TMZ, you won't find Renee Zellweger's face familiar at all. <laughs> if you're a person in this room that's not, Bridget has won since her last. we last saw her, getting her body into shape. So how can the filmmakers make her fat again? Get her pregnant! This is the third Bridget Jones movie in the Bridget Jones Diary series. This one is called Bridget Jones Diary. Dear Diary, I'm a slut. As Bridget finds her way into a love triangle carrying a baby but not quite sure who the father is. If you're that baby's daddy, where you been at? (laughs) Where you been at? And the mystery of who the father is thickens like a penis at the sight of Renee Zellweger in 1990. (laughs) What the what? I guess it's a compliment. No. I meant 1998. The once lovelorn Bridget Jones suddenly realizes that she is a woman and as such can pretty much get laid anytime she wants. That is solved in 10 seconds. Which is what she does by two different guys. But when she winds up pregnant, she isn't quite sure who the father is. Is it Jack Quant? This is certainly an only Bridget Jones movies can pull them off character name. Played by Dr. McDreamy, Patrick Dempsey, who uh, she cute meets in an only Bridget Jones movies can pull this off situation. Paint that Harlequin romance cover as soon as possible and make sure Dempsey has a torn shirt. Or is it Mark Darcy, played by the yummy Colin Firth? Because no sooner has she indulged in her Grey's Anatomy novelization fantasy, does her old flame show up to engage in some sort of off-screen sanitized sex himself. Either way, that baby is going to have a pretty face. Mm. And again, TMZ will keep you updated as to the state of that face as the baby ages. (laughs) And how will we ever find out who the baby daddy is? You are the father. They don't go on, Maury. <laughs> but if this is all starting to sound too exciting, Jim Broadbent is on hand to keep things stoic and British. <laughs> Hugh Grant's Daniel Cleaver character so didn't want to be a father in the previous films that here he just simply does not appear in the movie at all. Here's a rare instance where we have an American using an accent to play a Brit. Mm-hmm. Hey, British people, now you know how it feels. <laughs> but I don't want anyone else to play Bridget. I mean, I hear they're considering a musical version of Bridget Jones' Diary. I don't look forward to someone else besides Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation's Renee Zellweger playing Bridget. <laughs> Hashtag not my Bridget. I think Adam may have written part of that. I, I think I might, he I might have written have part of that. Slip something in there. Well, they can always keep using her as she and the franchise age in the following Helen Fielding's book yet to be adapted into films like Bridget Jones is not getting carded ever again. Bridget Jones's son's call from jail. Bridget right. Jones's midlife lesbian crisis. Bridget Jones age spots. Bridget Jones has fallen and she can't get up. Bridget Jones's hospice and Bridget Jones's cryogenic diaries. It's hard to say Bridget Jones's. It is. <laughs> Why did we do that to ourselves? I don't know. I'd like to end with one fact that's good news for Bridget fans. As I have seen this movie already, the baby 
doesn't come along and ruin the franchise. The baby's born, but it's born right before the movie is over. And that is exactly how I like my baby movies. There you go. That's Bridget Jones' baby. So no Oliver from Family Ties. Uh, no, no, they don't. We don't. Uh, oh yeah. The baby. I don't even know if we we see it once. I think. So. You know the baby that killed Mad About You's got to uh, be an adult now and uh, know that it happened. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> I'd like to meet that kid. <laughs> it's all his fault. How do fault. you feel? Did you get them all together? Who's the little girl from uh, Cosby Show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raven. Raven, Raven. Simone. Oh, is that oh, yeah. I don't like She's any of that. <laughs> She's on no. the View. Oh, wow. She's one of the hosts of The View. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to hear Barbara her Walters thoughts. Come on. Oh, God, you people are lucky I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> to keep us updated well, on okay. The View. Cam. On The View. So, full disclosure, I saw this movie, and I liked it a lot. I like these movies. All right. Now, I have not seen the first two. Mm-hmm. The second one has the title <laughs> Edge it. of Reason, which I'm fascinated with. What does that mean? <laughs> you know. But tell me. <laughs> Edge of Reason? Edge of Reason. That is what it's called. There's so many sequels. You go with Genesis or Resurrection. It's a Mission Impossible movie. Right? Mission Impossible 6, Edge of Reason. (laughs) I don't know. Well, you'll happy to know that's the least of the three. It's not the greatest. So what happened? What's what's the draw of the first one? Um, I I find it. I like her friends. I like the diary? She basically, I, I think that movie. Um, I was just the right age for it because she's looking for love and trying to figure mm-hmm. out between this lustful guy that she just has, just wants to sleep with all the time, and then a very smart guy who's very okay. handsome and put together, but not very. He's not very Colin giving. First. Yeah, Colin yeah. First character isn't very loving, but the other guy is very loving and lovable and sex, gotcha. but not so going that's to kind of mental. The, yeah. yeah, women get stuck in the middle sometimes of trying to figure. It's hard to find a guy who is not only great in bed, mm-hmm. but loving but and it's kind. Also Colin and, Firth, I get yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, we're all Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just neat to. And you know, another thing I liked about Bridget Jones is. She lets herself, the, the way the woman wrote it, she lets Bridget fall down and look silly and not always be the prettiest and feel... A, but that's how we want our Zellweger, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what you want out of but her. You some, don't want her to be absolutely. the... Sometimes yeah. female characters in movies are just so perfect as a woman. You watch yeah. it and it's hard to relate because I fall in the mud. Mm-hmm. I don't always look my best. I do the best every... Bridget has a line in her first movie where she's talking to Mark Darcy, the real smart Colin Firth character, and he points out something that she did that was below perfect. And she just looks at him and very honestly says, Mark, you don't have to tell me that. I know every day that I just mess up and I am doing the best I can and I can tell you more things wrong with me than you can. So could you just give me a break? Yeah. And we all feel like that. And that's mm-hmm. what I loved about her because she still finds love and she still has friends and her family's still crazy. And I like seeing movies like that sometimes, and where the women get to be normal. Yeah. yeah, and it's documented in her diary as the movie goes okay, along. Her, yeah. her attempts to self improve. Yeah. Now she's, as I mentioned, svelte and thin in this one, so she's obviously achieved that. But she still can't win at love, and you don't want her to because you want her to see yeah. her go through all the foibles of of trying real hard and not always winning. Yeah. and yeah. it's not always her fault. There's a lot of times that she is doing everything right, and it's life is just not working out, and is you know. All of us, when we're going mm-hmm. through our life, we think it's always us. But you can see that's not the case with her movies, too. And I'll say a couple other things about it. Richard Curtis wrote the screenplay for the first one based on Helen Fielding's book. Richard Curtis uh, from Black Adder, and he co-wrote oh, yeah, uh, you know, Love funny. Actually. Yeah, made, very uh, clever. So it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's it clever. is. crazy funny. All the, the characters that rotate around her, I just want to have those people in yeah, my right, life. Because right. yeah. when you have a crisis... She'll just go and she's having trouble with one of the guys and she'll go to her friends and they'll just, they don't even know what happened, but they're like, he's no good. He's stupid. You got to leave him. You're the best. 
And then she'll come back and say, oh, I just, it was a misunderstanding. Well, you're the best Bridget. They just don't care about all the other people. They just got her back all the time. Yeah, <laughs> when we go to London, which we have to do yeah. at some point, because that's our focus on our next, you just, I know you just want to go there and meet those people yeah. and have them be your friends. <laughs> yes. Like, and if that doesn't happen. That's, well, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, be no, disappointed. they do. They, they meet you at the airport. Perfect. <laughs> I want them to meet me in that really small car they all barely fit into, and then we go on holiday. That's Karen. Should we take her to the pub? Yes, let's take her to the pub right away. Oh, look at her. She's just, she doesn't need a shower. Everybody else is bullets. Yeah. yeah. That's the amazing right. thing when you go to London, they do all the cabs are classic old cars. It really is feel like jolly old England. As soon as you get off there, like all the cabs are these old That's cutesy the cars. Of tourism, yeah. they take care of that. Yeah. That's smart. They should do that here. <laughs> Every car should be like a '57 Chevy. Right? Every I would cab, cab you know? everywhere. <laughs> Another thing, then it would look like Cuba. Well, that's, oh, cool. that's cool too. Another thing fun about the movies yeah. is, you know, she's a sweet character, but the movies are a hard R for language. Yeah. It just and it's so fun. It just I love the how rated R these movies are mm-hmm. for something that is so like delicate as matters of the heart and all that is just Also, this It's was, not raunchy and it's not filthy or, you know, it, it's it's just R and for and that represents I think what real people talk like. There's a there's a one scene in Bridget Jones uh, Adam, that I just... Edge of Reason. <laughs> now the Book first of Shadows. One. <laughs> Bridget Jones, Book of Shadows. The first Board one, I think... New Orleans. <laughs> Board of Call I think you would appreciate this, this, this setup. It's just a really simple throwaway premise, but mm-hmm. she's having trouble with men and whatever, and her mom and dad just love her to death, but they're having trouble too. Mm-hmm. So she has is that to... Jim Broadbent? Yes. <laughs> she has to go to this party that her aunt is throwing, and she goes there dressed in a bunny costume, and she's got her boobs sticking out, and she looks adorable, but... Dressed like a playboy yeah. bunny. And she gets her and her dad's dressed like a vicar because it's a tarts and vicar party. But no one As told one does, them yeah. they canceled that. <laughs> so oh, now oh, they're the oh. only ones dressed slutty. And it's so cute to just see the daughter and father be like sitting alone just eating their sandwiches because they're both dressed crazy. And, I he's, and he's got her back. Yeah, yeah. and he's still got her back. I will never dress up for a costume party because I just know when I get there, no one, nobody will be in costume. <laughs> that is just a, it was just a trauma from like seventh grade or something oh. where some things I was supposed to go oh, to and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A couple more quick Give things about... Aw, that's nice. There you go. That's good. I'll share more traumas. That's good. That <laughs> like, worked and out. And then this one time where you know and I'm like, whatever. Hey, that's yeah. enough. An hour later. <laughs> Thank you for the hug. <laughs> I upgraded to a large, but they only gave me a medium at the drive-thru. Let's hug it. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, one quick rant about this also. This is the first... Romantic comedy in theaters since 2014. Oh, you were, yeah, that's killing true. me. So true. interesting. There was yeah. a really no, great romantic what? comedy yeah. that went right it to is... video with Hugh Grant. Uh, something about the writing. Re- the rewrite. The rewrite. Very good. Really? Check that out. So adorable and really clever. And I write to. But they're not coming to the big. The big so, so this I mean, is a good one. There's some indie ones, I think. But yeah. yeah, there are. I mean, that's, right. yeah, that's, that's major, what we're dealing some with. Some major today. theatrical release. No, they're all yeah. coming out uh, in Indian on but, demand. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for to major, go. this. But here's why they should do it. Take it. Take a cue from horror. Jason Blum. Um, I brought up some of his titles here. Absolutely. If you take If you take The Visit, Sinister 2, The Gift, The Gallows, Unfriended, The mm-hmm. Lazarus Effect, Ouija, The Purge, Anarchy, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, Insidious Chapter 2, The Purge, and Paranormal Activity 4, wow. you Jeez. total the budgets of all those movies at $66 million, which comes about $38 million beneath the single movie Ben-Hur remake mm-hmm. that came out and tanked. 
tanked this year. Right, and all those, all those movies. movies I mentioned from Jason Blum, one point one billion combined at the wow. box office. Yeah. Wow. The romantic yeah. comedies can do the same thing. You can yep. you can make them for nothing. Bad yep. Moms probably the closest thing we had. It's yep. not a romantic comedy, but it's might be female skewed comedy. more to a female wait, audience. It's, it's, but it costs yeah. like. 30 million it's made 105 mm -hmm. so it's it's a hit there's an audience out there of women over oh, the yeah. age of 18 yeah. who want to see movies about mm -hmm. themselves no, that's why but, i predicted bad moms would kill that weekend because i'm like who's who's served that demographic and they you know? forget and that huge. women yeah. want to get away they want to get out with their friends right? and go to movies where yeah. they can relate to the material and not just have everything blow up yeah no that's fun too but i like to see both and in the wake of you know teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles out of the shadows what? tanking as well, I mean they're that's a reason. That is a built-in audience. It tanked. Huh? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they spent mm -hmm. too much. That's the problem. You, you know? spend too much. It then. relatively so, tanked. Yeah. 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 And you're so right that romantic comedies cost nothing. You can set two people in a <laughs> restaurant, and if you've got the right two people and you've yeah. got the right charm, you don't even have to have a script. Almost, <laughs> yeah. you can just charm your way into that I, genre. I think the trick <laughs> nowadays, though, is to try to stay away from being too snarky and too hard-edged. So the romantic comedies that I grew up with that I liked were like Bridget Jones. We were allowed to be a little light and and saucy and, and dirty, but you're not, like the world is so miserable that everyone's coming at it from the point of being very hard. And uh, I think like Bad Moms is a bit hard. Some of the uh, mm. the... The one with the neighbors next door. Neighbors yeah, is kind of hard. Mike yeah. and Dave need wedding days. Hard, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying they got to be frou-frou, but there's an in-between between being but so Jonah, cynical. Jonah Hill was charming. Charming. Yep. yep, that's Jonah it. Hill had said on, you know, when he made was promoting War Dogs that that's all it's going to get greenlit now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he told Howard Stern, but I heard this in the Howard it's Stern show again. He said, did you like Shawshank Redemption? Great. You'll never see it again. Uh, They'll yeah, never make it again. Right. You're going to get superheroes or the raunchy guy comedy. Gosh, that's too so. bad. I feel like we're headed for a boomerang effect I on so. going so far in one direction. And I'm a huge superhero fan. But the, the other day I was just having a conversation with something about colorful superhero movies. We were talking about Batman the TV show. And I was like, ah, it'd be so great if they made a colorful superhero movie. Even though like Captain America and Marvel will do some stuff like that. But it's like... Wow, that would be like a radical movie at this point. Like, super mm -hmm. colorful? You, you, be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you, you mean yeah. like to have the Joker in purple? Yeah, like, oh. yeah, like the full, yeah. They're just trying to out-dark each other. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. It's crazy. All right. Oh, and last thing I'll say yes. about this. But but go to the movie, guys. I love guys. that you have so much to say I, uh, about Bridget Jones. That makes me happy. <laughs> me too, because I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> go to the movieguys.net and read my review. So I put it up. Oh, yeah. Paul gave it a really good review. Oh, um, yes. But I had mentioned in there that, Journalist. you know, because I mentioned Richard Curtis being behind the first one, and he's great. Um, but this one was written by Helen Fielding, who because Helen oh. Fielding wrote a book called Mad About the Boy. It was the third Bridget Jones movie in which she killed Mark Darcy off. Oh. And we saw Bridget as a widow. And oh. nobody enjoyed that. So Helen Fielding, I, it, I give her points for coming aboard this script and writing a whole new original Bridget Jones story mm -hmm. where he's alive and well, obviously, in this love triangle. And he co-wrote it, she co-wrote it uh, with... Emma um, Thompson. Demma, Dan yeah. Mazur, who wrote Bru oh. Bruno and Borat. And, oh, right. uh, and Emma Thompson. And Emma Thompson. And Emma her. Thompson steals her little scenes. I love her. Oh, she's so How did so they good. explain he was dead and now he's alive? Did they have a... But in the cinematic different. world, he's just never... Yeah, yeah and he's always he never been alive. died. That one never happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did yeah. they split up an Edge of Reason? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't remember reason. exactly how it ends because yeah. no, I've only seen spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You know what? We could do a ramp up. You and yes. I, we could watch there both movies go. and go to this <laughs> one. Skip the third. I'd do it. I'd do it. You'd ramp up. I'm a big enough sequel fan. I'd watch both. I would you. totally rewatch yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get it. on our final film All of the right. big weekend. Are you ready for more apologies for luring a group of young people into the woods? <laughs> our final film of the weekend is Blair Witch, and we know what you're thinking. They're remaking Blair Witch already. 
Ah, uh, no, you've shown your age. The Blair Witch Project <laughs> came out in 1999. It is 17 years old. Wow. A child conceived in a Woodstock-like celebration of its release <laughs> can now legally drive. Oh. So, let's do it, Adam. Blair Witch! For anyone who thought the original The Blair Witch Project was lacking this music cue... Well, it's been updated for a modern audience with all the subtlety of a Michael Bay throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> These trailer noises appear in trailer after trailer after trailer. It's like watching a kid do the magic trick where he's got that quarter that bends in half, and then a week later he wants to show you the exact same trick, like anything's going to change. Anyway, rant ended. On with the movie. The movie that redefined horror for an era of radical storytelling and Hollywood's most fertile creative years returns to be none of that in mm. Blair Witch. Mm. What's the difference between this and the original? CGI snot in the remake of The Apology Shot? <laughs> Despite all of our talk, Paul, this is not a remake. It's oh. a sequel. Oh. The original The Blair Witch Project invented uh, the genre of found footage horror. Thank you. <laughs> 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 the film itself was supposedly nothing but footage recovered after a group of film students vanished in a Maryland forest while investigating the legend of the Blair Witch. And she ends up killing the three film students that went in search of her. Or did she? I hope I didn't give anything away there. <laughs> but what about the people who find the footage? Finally, their story can be told. The brother of Heather from the original The Blair Witch Project finds the found footage. On Netflix? <laughs> and now suspects that his sister's body may still be rebootable. So he goes back into the woods with only a camera crew. What, what could, could possibly, possibly go right? <laughs> Once again, this film is shot with Panasonic's new Shaky Cam 400. Have you ever given your camera to someone to shoot anything? You always have to check what they've shot. Why would I trust whoever to shoot a whole movie? Now, we often joke about the predictable nature of horror film trailers, but this preview really has all the cliches. People running scared in the dark, screaming in the woods, and then there's the creepy version of a well-known pop song. Every breath you take. At the yeah. last second in the trailer, they just get yeah. that in there. They it's, not in there <laughs> it's not in anywhere else of the whole movie. They could not do it. You yeah. know, I'll be oh watching you. God. That could be a good lyric to use at the end of the Snowden trailer. Uh, missed opportunity there, but going back to Snowden real quick, they also did miss the opportunity to have a different creepified song. Not a joke. Are you going away? You went. That's insane. I didn't do that. That's it. Part of the part of the trailer. Are you sure you didn't go get I the didn't. neighbor kid and have her do that I've again? I've done that before. Boy, I know. That's not what this is. Every the week, neighbor kid. Every week they just tick off a demographic for each uh -huh. one of these. Right. All right. We need one horror movie, one uh, you know frothy something or other, yep. and then one biopic that might get nominated. That's last week, right? That's crazy. <laughs> or kid, the kids' movie was last week too, but yeah, because we were doing funny. Sully last week. Yeah. Wow, that's fun. crazy. Why do they do Leave that? Him. On a jet plane. <laughs> That's a Sully. Why didn't Mr. Why did they there? do that? Oh, good call. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, so the shaky cam thing. So we were doing this film festival, and we we were dressed in costumes. We did a roast for not superheroes. You. And, not you, though. No, no. not no. Adam. <laughs> uh, I think that's where he got the shirt with the cape in it, oh. though, that he wears. Yeah. So we were all standing there in costume. <laughs> we thought, let's get someone to take a picture. So we look around, and there was only one guy available. And we give him the camera, and I say, can you take a picture? And we knew... We were in trouble. Go ahead, do it. Do how he literally held the camera. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it so was the he most. He says, okay. Yeah, if someone were doing a joke I about how she's just nervous. I think he was scared. We was, he was just, and, and we all oh. saw it happening going, oh, no. Like, okay. Oh, no. Go ahead and take shaking. a picture. We're going to reject it. We'll just give that to somebody else. Go ahead. Good job. Thank you. Wait, do you have the picture? <laughs> oh, they're all yeah. fuzzy and crazy. They were out of focus. He man. was so oh. nice. But we right? Were how nice, <laughs> nice would have been, I have shaky hands. You might want to ask someone else. <laughs> yeah. He was excited he to was play. Along. You. We went to totally. Florida and we had, we were standing in front of the Magic Kingdom, the castle, Cinderella's castle, right? And so we were standing there. And we're like, "Hey, could you take our picture?" Sure. So the guy takes a picture of us. Not the, the castle's no. cut out. I'm like, but we're okay. He technically did what I asked. It was Aww. a good picture of us. Oh, <laughs> but we're yeah. kind of in front of a huge thing here that <laughs> we don't go to, but every ten years. Yeah. I'm a yeah. huge jerk about that. I will line up the line up the shot and I'll go, come here. I go hold it just like this. It'll take exactly how I'm showing it right now and then I'll walk into the frame. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, That's I'm great. exacting. Yeah. So that that kind of thing amazes me about these movies because like in the preview you see her stuck in a hole and she drops the camera, so then the camera's getting the footage up at her. Mm-hmm. I but I I have trouble believing that because I've handed people a camera and said, "Can you take a picture of me in front of a castle?" And they can't get it together. <laughs> Good point. So somehow the fallen camera catches up. Perfect. Out. I picture yeah. the writers sitting down to write this, and they go, "Okay, job number one. How does their GPS go out?" Yeah, you gotta get rid of that, right? <laughs> Come on, people, give me something. Some scenario. They're in the woods. All right. Good. Next. I gotta tell you though, that whole thing of her being. And I don't know if you guys saw this. She falls down. Uh, she, she gets into some sort of like underground cave. Then she needs to go the opposite direction from where whatever the bad thing is. So she starts crawling and it gets systematically smaller Ooh, the tunnel and smaller. Mm. And then it starts to get wet. So mm. now she's sliding. Ugh. Then they show the spot where she stops and you realize she's stuck. <gasps> that was the scariest creepy. thing I've ever that seen. That was in Blair, the Blair Witch trailer? That Not the one I saw. I saw the no, wrong trailer. Oh. Oh, they've got that big I saw that by shot, now. That but scared the whole thing. That, that, that scared, scared the, the heck out of me. me. Yeah. Well, Paul, we mm-hmm. saw, uh, what was the, Don't Breathe? Yeah. Oh, how when is it? I just posted a review for that today. That's really good. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. like, it's like you know, like the, and it's just such a classic horror movie. It Tense, just, yeah. It knows how to wring everything out of its premise. You know, it's got this great juicy premise, and we've seen movies recently where you're like, ah, you had the Suicide Squad. You're like, you had the whole premise right there. What are you doing? Mm. You know, but this one is like everything in that premise. It just wrings everything you can out of it. From down to like what's actually in the basement instead of the gold to, but she has to crawl under the, and the whole movie sets up in just a brilliant form. It shows you every inch of the house. Very first thing it does show you every inch of the house goes upstairs, goes downstairs. It's a great little nice form formalistic piece uh but uh, it also it also does the sort of cut in half house thing where it goes from upstairs to downstairs and in the middle of that you see the little crawl space that (gasps) later someone is going to have to squeeze shoulder to shoulder through and it's the most claustrophobic but but it's like claustrophobia is just one thing it gets on your it gets you with you know it has all of the scares but it did even down to claustrophobia that that i couldn't couldn't handle being in that that tunnel that you just can't move in no just 
like mm-hmm. nope, nope. not good with that. Yeah, like Bishop and Aliens. We have to <laughs> sort of. Uh, uh, yeah. work Luckily, he's not human. So yeah, exactly, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I mean, I, th- this is this is what's this is a perfect sequel for the Blair Se- Blair Witch. I, I don't know what those other two movies they made were. There was a Blair Witch, Book of Shadows. Book of, Book of Shadows. <laughs> that, that's it, I think. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think oh, I thought maybe there's a straight to video. Blair, Blair Witch, Edge of Reason. Was there one with Ninja? Edge of Reason. Was there one with Revenge of Kong? That's Robocop three. <laughs> but uh, but this is a perfectly logical sequel. Oh, my sister got lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. I just found the footage, and now America That's has seen smart. the right. Yeah. America's mm-hmm. seen the footage in the Blair Witch Project. Now the guy who's her brother is looking at that footage and finds something in there mm-hmm. that we didn't find in 1999, and goes, "All right, I'm going to go look for it." And the movie is not shot in shaky cam, actually. I mean, that, oh, that would, I think that would be a mistake. Okay, but that's an interesting question, though, because they, I see a bunch of establishing shots that look like tripod, even like they had, um, what's the word, time lapse mm-hmm. on them. So it seems like it's part movie and then yeah. part f- uh, found footage yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what the combo is, but I, I imagine they'll explain it. Yeah. But it yes. seemed like they've wavered from that, but not entirely. But you know, and also thing about this, that 1999 was such an incredible year of film. Like you know, we, we've mentioned a, a bunch of the, it's like the the indie era just came of age at that point, and this was the horror mm-hmm. yeah. movie that stuck its class because nothing else that that came out in the in the in that 1999 year that was all very indie fied. Like uh, almost everything that that came out that year was was a product of the sort of Sundance explosion a couple years earlier. But nobody stuck the flag into horror, and this is the horror movie. Of that post Sundance kind of indie era, so it's it was also the first film that really did m- with marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Internet, before, internet marketing. Internet yeah. marketing. Yeah. There was no such Way thing. before, mm-hmm. you know, how right. long? They they started like a year before. Yeah, and it, that was genius. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really like the was. first time. Then, uh, uh, yeah. And there's no recapturing that. So you don't no. even you just don't even do that. And yeah. I don't think they really have. They're just like, all right, this one's the Blair Witch. We're we're making a regular movie, and all the same claustrophobia and stuff you would find mm-hmm. in the woods is in this. They did one thing. Up until Comic Con, this movie was known as The Woods, mm-hmm. and at Comic Con they announced it? oh. it's a Blair Witch sequel. Oh. So right at the screening that they gave out free tickets, go see The Woods, and people are like, The Woods, all right, I'll show up. And then they go in, and oh. Adam Weingart, the director, showed them and said, "This is a Blair Witch sequel." And then we went, "Burr!" And yeah. showed it, and then you know the and typical Comic Con. Did hype they make that exact noise? They all sounded like Scooby Doo. Everyone turned into Scooby Doo. And Adam Weingart's another good. Example. He's a he's a good director. I've I've liked some of the stuff he's done. Your Next is a, a fun movie, and he's he kind of came out of the um, uh, mumblecore movement, as they called it. Mm. Uh, and so he was kind of like a horror guy on the edges of that, and he kind of keeps making movies too. So that's a good choice. It's not nobody making it. It's I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm no, interested it's, in what he has to say about it. That's why people were yeah. interested as it is, but then to find out it was Blair Witch, yeah, was a big reveal. Well, maybe they're going to do a J.J. Abrams for a while there, where they're just like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody it's Blair Witch, and then they're like, ooh, nobody wants to see it unless it's Blair Witch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we better blow that part, and surprise! <laughs> Alright, well, here's my segue. Speaking of indie films, hey. let's hey. talk to hey. a couple of actors what? who wanted to make a project of their own, and they did it! Yay! Cue inspiration. Yes. Nice. The co-writer Writers, actors, and producers of BFFs, oh. Tara Carcian and Andrea Grano. Hey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
They've been so patient sitting here while we've been being silly. Well, we were talking about the, being able to make an indie movie because a relationship doesn't take a whole bunch of budget. And I wanted to segue right there. I was like, oh, we I know, right? Talk about one more BS movie. <laughs> and a rom-com. I guess you could yeah, sort of qualify well, us as an R-rated rom-com. Tell it, yeah, tell us. Just explain true. us what BFFs is. There's some rom. Explain us. The There's hor- some rom a, in your com. Tara and I go into the woods <laughs> with a handheld camera. And she gets stuck in a tunnel. It's terrible. Oh, my gosh. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> and I have a baby with both Hugh Grant. Wait he's a in a mo- no, that's, in our movie. That's a dream I like you that. Had. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's a, a dream you had. I'm signed on for that. Mm. <laughs> uh, you go. No, you go. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> and that's our the movie is, Yeah, there it is. That's the whole movie. Our yeah. movie is about two best friends, uh, to played by Tara and I, who pretend to be lesbian lovers to go on this free weekend retreat we're women we would you don't have to say lesbian i don't lovers. know if they can tell <laughs> oh that's true because women chum- lovers uh, women yeah lovers. it redefines bosom buddies right because you guys really are women you're right um and when we get there we think we can just sort of you know did you even say that we go to a retreat i did did yeah. i not i don't know you're listening. not you don't they ever do. listen to me this <laughs> is half of the problem how'd this movie get made with it, all this like this, this. <laughs> actually i did see on the bffs movie.com is that what it is yeah. the website that it said that you made a film that describing who you are you basically said we made a film together and did not destroy our 14 year old friendship <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> BFF's the movie explains it all we, we've we been friends for a long time she's an actress I'm an actress and well, you can tell in the movie oh, yeah. she gets after 10 she's like a gremlin she turns into something <laughs> you don't want to be around don't get her wet <laughs> don't get it. oh, oh. 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 <laughs> that should have been our caption BFF's don't get her wet <laughs> <laughs> That was our. Can we go back to talking about Blair Witch? No, <laughs> no, we can't. I, I got to tell you that there was one part of uh, one concept of your movie that really kind of resonated with me is that um, your mom gives you uh, gives you some sort of like a, a stay, a weekend stay at this place to help you be better with your relationship. So you decide to go and have a good time with your friend. And I got to tell you, there's just been so many times that I've seen people get to go away to rehab. And I don't have, <laughs> you know, drinking and drug issues, but I kind of sometimes go, I'd like a month uh-huh. where all I do is talk about my problems. <laughs> and everybody yeah. does my dishes and they I go to the pool. I have therapy and yeah. hang out with my new friends. See? I want that. That's a good movie. You pretend right? to be an alcoholic just, just so you can have a month off. A break. From- Shoot. Right. Pen pending. Pen All you got to do is a bunch of drugs, which I've heard is fun as well. <laughs> That's true. Or you can just <laughs> so do some drugs. When you did, two decided to go, you know, to hang by the pool, I was there. I was like, mm-hmm. I get this. It. This is what I would do. Yeah, you right. quickly set up in the opening scene how miserable the family and friends are. That yeah. you're Who needs to hang out with them <laughs> anyway? And off you go. And yeah. off we go. And I think. Um, what makes this different, I hope, from, you know, Couples Retreat, I guess, is the only other movie sure, somewhat yeah. similar to this, is that we really wanted to make it real. We wanted to make the other couples real and not sort of slapsticky and keep some comedy in there. And um, how two females can, well, like a lot of women came up to us to uh, question their sexuality after a certain <laughs> age. So basically the premise is the therapy is so good, we start to look at each other yeah. and go, wait, wait, are we? You know, mm-hmm. so that's the turnaround in the film. And then I got stuck in this tunnel. <laughs> 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 the tunnel is like a big vagina. S- <laughs> it's exactly it's a metaphor. Symbolism. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> a metaphor. Now, 
Now the the location is like I mean that that would seem to be the hardest thing. Is that, that in the great. script or do you? Oh, it's or, in the script. Okay. Listen, it, we wrote something we wanted you go, to. Oh, be. we got this location. No, oh. we uh, were like, let's make tough. a low budget movie. So that's we'll tough. pick a location. We'll do a small one location film. But we, we love didn't that. Think how hard? Yeah, how the hard one would location be is, like is a, an exotic, beautiful a villa, resort. Yeah. Yeah, you need the location to <laughs> be a cottage. Been, <laughs> should have been a cottage apartment in L.A. There were two things that were stupid: the location and the fact that we're both terrified of heights. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who does that? Uh-huh. Who are the idiots who we write wrote the, it? We They're, wrote oh, well, it. Just Very to let the audience know, there's a there's several bonding exercises you do, and, and yeah. one of them requires you to uh, it's a ropes be course up, uh, to be up on a ropes course. Yeah, and to, to, and to scale a telephone pole. The top of a telephone <laughs> pole. Yeah, <laughs> lovely scene, well acted. Did you actually yeah. film you. it up there? Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we uh, we had a lot of we, well, as we were producing this, we kept meeting with producers to help us produce, and no one was working. So we were plotting along, and finally, someone said, "You realize you've produced it already." Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we kept hearing is, "You're not going to be able to have that location. You're going to have mm-hmm. to cheat exteriors, find an you know an interior." And then we just ended up calling home away and got. No, we didn't. You did. I that called was home a away. genius. Or it's thing. called a, who? Like home away, where you can rent a house if you're. Like, it's like now it's, oh, now it's yeah, Airbnb, yeah. but at the time it wasn't as you know quite as popular. And I had ten places right back. Say sure, you and can you film never here. lied. Never you lied. Never. I'm like, listen, it's our first movie, and we need a house. And they were yeah. all really great. Oh wow! So all yeah. those locations were found on yeah, on something. home away. Oh, now can cool. uh, in her house. In my house. <laughs> can you? Um, I don't know if you could say the Britney Spears thing. Are we allowed to talk about that? Of course we are. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, tell us that story. Hashtag Britney Spears. Um, (laughs) So when when we rented this place, we went to go look at it the first... We went to go look at it, and... um, the the person who was showing us told us very proudly that it had once been a rehab and that when Britney Spears shaved her head this is where she went oh my god that's amazing so yeah and they and I said was it a good rehab and they were like well they would always find a lot of liquor bottles (laughs) around I'm like obviously not that good not Not that good yeah it was the best (laughs) best rehab ever ever. so we were told it was rehab we were told you might want to be careful at night because bears do come up here and then uh, also, yeah, and remember, what Another was it? Wait, wait. Watch out for the bears <laughs> and the coyotes. Heights and bears. Hand to God. So we're, we're the, fr- the we have to start shooting at six in the morning. The first three days, we're only the crew and Andrea and I, none mm-hmm. of the other actors. And Andrea comes up and she's got a piece of paper and it's just the director and the DP. And she goes, you guys, seriously, I'm going to read to you what should happen if a bear should start approaching. And she starts giving us a list. And I'm like, no, remember, I'm a human. I'm, I'm a, a human. human. The Internet tells you to wave your arms and shout, I'm a human. I'm a human. And I thought that was right on. Guys, oh, I do that, that whenever right. crazy <laughs> people walk no, up to me. I'm, I'm like, a human. I'm a human. That works in downtown LA. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. And everyone's looking at me like I'm a more. Moron, and well, I realize I am being a moron. This is the worst advice. One a bear year goes. You could be oh, saying, "I'm sorry." Oh, <laughs> oh you're a human. Oh, um, can you open this can for me so I can eat this? Well, I found this can of honey and some alcohol. Yeah. And is Brittany still here? <laughs> we loved Brittany. <laughs> we miss Brittany. What bears, the hell? Bears love Brittany. <laughs> we had uh, Richard Mall in our film. Who, if you're over oh, thirty, yeah. you'll know from, Bull from Night Court. Court. Court and our lovely. We all know from Metal Storm: The Destruction of Jared Sin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just me. Go ahead. Oh. And Sword of the Sorcerer. Wow. We love it. Wow. We do. Oh, my God. You guys House. are so creepy right oh. now. It's 
really creepy. Fans. I'm impressed. We call, it, we call it movie guys. Okay. <laughs> well, the lady who rented us the place was a huge Richard Mall fan, apparently. Yeah. So oh. when she showed up for the tour, she was dead. I mean, decked out. Oh, oh that's, that's adorable. Awesome. That's and she so kept great. saying, "So when does Richard get here?" We're like, "We haven't even rented the place. And our actors oh. don't follow us around looking yeah, at yeah. location. <laughs> God know. bless." But he ended up staying there, and uh, <laughs> we, you know, we had. He didn't want to drive back and forth. No, he doesn't live. He doesn't live in L.A. So, and the weekend came. He was going to be there alone. And this place was so creepy. He asked us to put him up in a hotel just for the weekend. Oh wow! It was that's a giant manly man. I know. I don't. I didn't blame him to be honest. Did you house the crew and everybody there? Was it big enough? Crew could stay. A lot of crew stayed there. We had free like volunteers working as PAs, which was miraculous. And. Yeah, so one of the draws was they got to stay there. Yeah, right. And they got to work with us. Well, that's yeah. the biggest Two draw. Draws, my friend. A huge draw. Now, yeah. how does this all get started? You guys have a natural uh, chemistry. ensemble yeah. chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you could nice. tell immediately and throughout the course of the movie that you guys. Yeah, I'd want to watch you, you do other stuff together. Like, just, I could watch these two characters go off and have a buddy cop movie or something. That's that's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Cagney and Lacey stuff. Cag- a remake. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Yes. Would I be Sharon Glenn? I love um, Just well, Sharon Glass. Glass, Sharon but that Glass. was adorable. You, you love she, her. Sharon Glenn is who I love. I don't know who this Sharon Glass is. <laughs> I love Sharon Glass. 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 It's not even this glass. Is <laughs> oh. So just write this down. This can be in the John movie. John Glenn. <laughs> John Glenn. <laughs> John Glenn. Huge John Glenn. She's married to John Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> no Something about Sharon Glass Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> so you were saying a you're a big name, fan right? yeah. of Philip Glass. Um, Philip Glass. This is a problem always because she grew up kind of in the industry and in L.A., which fascinated uh, y'all. Fascinating. <laughs> that she's an L.A. native. And, and she normal. knows everybody. Everybody's name for real. And then I'll say something like that and at a party. And she's like, oh, my God. So embarrassing. <laughs> well, that's because you're usually like talking to, to the person. person. <laughs> Did we go to high school together? It's like, no, I'm Tom Cruise. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Oh, my God. You <laughs> It's really not That's a joke. Amazing. That's so not a joke. The minute I hear the words, I, I know them. I always go, "Don't move." No. You're not, no. <laughs> it's true. It's a problem. Oh, were you asking us how this came about? Wait, I have something. So you you mentioned that you went to producers because I'm wondering. I mean, I think people would like to hear the steps taken from "I got a script" to "Then it's a movie." Yeah. So the producers came in and helped you get the locations no. and no, the cast. We, okay. she did it. Yeah. No, great. She she absolutely did it, and I think with the script we had never written a script, um, and it happened very quickly and very easily. Good. Which yeah. doesn't usually happen. Uh, the rewrites, however, <laughs> almost destroyed our friendship. Oh, uh, gross. Uh, gross. But at this point, and, and we were actually talking about this last week, I think we got the location and literally we went, oh, crap, we really have to do this yeah. now. Shooting. So yeah. mm-hmm. we had a six-week pre-production, oh, which is wow. nothing. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. We didn't uh, know that. I mean, we didn't know a lot at the time, which helped us in a weird way because it mm-hmm. – the pa- it was everything we did was at learning as you go. So SAG paperwork, we'd, they'd be like, oh, you're just under the wire, you know, at stuff like mm. that. But we were hoping for that one person to come in who produced whatever that means. And we wanted them to come and do all this stuff. We had 50 bucks for them. We're like, here's 50 bucks. <laughs> that sounds no, fantastic. No, actually, we had like, maybe we set aside like 100 a day or 150 a day for a producer. And everyone was like, you're kidding, right? And so people were saying, no, I don't get it. <laughs> so as they're saying no, we were doing these steps. And we didn't realize that is producing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not some mythical thing. Mm-hmm. We did end up with a line producer and a UPM, which were invaluable because, when you know, you're acting in it. And there was a lot of like, hey, so we need this, uh, the three-ton truck with the da-da-da-da. And we go, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> we had no idea what they were saying. Mm-hmm. None. 
And they would usually go to Andrea for those projects. Like, for, for, for after reason, stuff, it was always you. And for some reason, you know, they'd like bring her paperwork to, to sign, sign, and then they'd feel sorry for me, and they'd be like, "Oh, Tara, can you sign that too?" And I'd be like, "Sure, can." It's, yeah. a, it's a receipt. <laughs> it's a receipt for the second meal. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. <laughs> I can sign. Too. I know how to produce. So wrote it then, <laughs> producing and acting. So how do you? Is it Peter, the director? No, it's Andy. 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 You can call him Peter. We what call him Peter. <laughs> What's his name? Andy. Andy. Pachugal. Pachugal. Oh, that's where I got Pachugal. the Pachugal. That yeah. is just, that is an unfortunate last name. We love Pachugal. him. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a horrible, and he's a wonderful person. He's wonderful. He just got married. How did he come aboard? Um, he, I, he and I had done a short film together that had won the some award at, at Slamdance, um, and I just loved him. He's the sweetest, nicest guy, and when we were, when Andrew and I were talking about what we wanted in a director. We'd met with a bunch of people, and I said, I want you to meet with this guy. He is so sweet that people would be embarrassed to be schmucks around him. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. And I yeah. think it all, I do think it does start at the top. Mm-hmm. And we had, from the get-go, we decided that we wanted to be very careful about who we brought on to the project. <laughs> and I okay, go on, go on. She's not, she, we just did a radio interview where she didn't know she could spare. So she's like, so we had a no blank hole zone. <laughs> And, and I'm like, blank hole? You this, blank hole? This, <laughs> she has not let me forget that. I was like, so is he being a blank hole? Oh my God, I hate her <laughs> Who so wants much. A, I wouldn't I, want a blank hole either. No, I don't want a blank well, hole. I don't see her here. No, right. she's not behind day, that this fan. This blank hole, blank this in the blank. <laughs> over everything. I feel blanked over it. Totally blanked. <laughs> All of you can blank me, okay? Um, he was also an editor. Uh, like, he does editing, so we knew, like, sometimes editors are faster shooters because they know what they don't need and what they mm-hmm. do, which really really helps when you have a 15-day shoot. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine you're not overshooting. You know, getting extra no. coverage and a lot of stuff. No, no second no. unit on. In fact, end. probably there was <laughs> okay. only two or three instances where I went, ooh, we needed a little bit more coverage there, I think. Yeah, for the most part we got it, but I think we had, we hadn't, uh, it seemed like a much bigger film than our budget would allow. Absolutely. I mean, when, when we pulled up and there's a five-ton truck and mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. you know, there were there was actually B camera. <laughs> Yeah, we had B camera. Usually we had a steady on, cam. Yeah, usually on films like this, you get the one camera unit, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, so we got really good actors who don't. Yeah, you did. Do. Your supporting yeah. roles were really strong. Yeah. Amazing, and mm-hmm. these are people who came in and read for us, which is yeah, you know, with Except with Richard Mall, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> Sean Marr, right? Is that pronouncing last Sean, name correct? Sean, you are Marr. absolutely yeah. pronouncing. Yeah. I think it's like right. Bill because it's spelled the same. But yeah. Sean Marr uh, from Firefly yeah. and uh, Serenity. Serenity. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. We had a lot of people come in and read who would walk in and say, I don't usually do this budget film. And they're like recognizable faces. We were like... Hmm. It was humbling. I don't know who the woman was who played the the, the couple who Uh, was running the retreat. Yeah. I swear to God, she just does it every day. That woman is not acting. she amazing? She was... Fantastic, Sigrid Thornton, and she's a huge star in Australia. Huge, yeah. She, can't she walk was down. well. She can walk so down the street. But <laughs> she was so natural and so believable. It was just easy to watch her, isn't she? She was our mm-hmm. first person cast. She did a Perfect. reading at her house. We did a reading with friends, and um, who's her manager was staying with Tara. I said, "Can can you have Sigrid read this?" And we fell in love with her. She's but, fantastic. But it's funny that was the role where the, I guess the biggest names, if if they read them, they wanted that role. How funny! So we ended up turning down names because we had already committed to Sigrid. And I didn't mind that though because a she's brilliant. Yeah, it doesn't seem because American people don't know who she is. I think no. it lends yeah. an air of believability. Yeah. You're absolutely right. To totally. to this you know this retreat mm-hmm. you know and. Yeah. 
And, and it also, it's nice that her character is so believable because then when your characters are affected by this therapy actually working, mm-hmm. I believe it because she seems like she so, really would do it. Right. right. Doesn't yeah. she? And mm-hmm. she's just lovely. It's not like you, like you have Glenn Close doing it and I'm right. like, oh, that's not really a therapist. Yeah. That's Glenn Close. That's, that's Glenn, Glenn Close. Close. Yeah. Playing a therapist. Yeah. And why does she keep saying, I will not be ignored? It's <laughs> <laughs> creepy. It's trying to creep us out. She makes us weird stew. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so that she keeps turning process. on and off the light. That's weird. <laughs> weird. Um. Scratching her leg with a dead bunny up there. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah. this, as of this week, I guess it's on Dish Network and Direct TV. It yes. is, and also it's been unavailable, I guess, for a while since the summer, right? iTunes, Amazon. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good because our audience is um, Cox. they're they're uh, in Western yeah. New York. They'll be able to watch this on. Um, While you're on iTunes, listening to us. Yeah. Oh, go over, go over there. there. BFFs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You have to put it. It's, we're not platform that well, so you just got to put it in your search bar. <laughs> and it will come up. <laughs> that's right. So the hardest part about producing is letting people know your movies out there, right? Yeah. The hardest part. I mean, yep. Getting distribution That's the work. that had to be. Ooh. I mean, even though you're like, oh, I finally got it done. Yeah. I can't believe we got it done. Yeah. Got it in the can. Got it edited and stuff like. And then you got to go into well, distribution. Like, you you know? go to the film festivals and you're like, holy crap, we're winning festivals. People are inviting us to festivals. Yeah. We're the darlings. You think the yeah. distributors just gonna bang down your doors and go like, well, we've heard about you? No. No. Yeah. So we ended up, you know, I mean, we did have some of that. People approached us, but like. We ended up getting distribution with a small D, not a capital D, which means sure. they're not putting a lot of money into PR and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you find you see a friend who's like, "I made a movie," and people said it was good. And we couldn't even get on iTunes. Like, true. And yeah. you, got, you go, true. you know, we're on Directv. We're on all these. And <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, I'm so nervous. I'm what getting, just happened? I'm getting excited <laughs> about the, the fact head. we have distribution. <laughs> I have myself in the head. Sharing just, glass I, I was is told to really eat this. <laughs> All right, I'm eating the microphone. She's so eating she's it that she's chewing it. She's so <laughs> I'm not seeing or hearing her anymore. <laughs> so we do feel very happy that it's out there and people can see is it. She's still still talking? Talking? Oh my talking? god. <laughs> do you allow hitting? Is that a, is <laughs> yes? We encourage that. Only if it's um, entertaining. I do oh, want to say that uh, I thought that your hair and makeup was really good too. Thank you very much. Very nice. Rock star hair and makeup. Twin sisters. Lisa and Leah. Dempsey. They did a great job, didn't they? They're mm-hmm. amazing. We didn't yeah. realize they were big deals. One of I had a com- did They're a commercial, not. and yes, they are too. <laughs> They're like guru makeup, famous twin. Things and they're mm-hmm. awesome. Wonder Twin powers. They're Wonder Twin. They have a <laughs> form of make them look good. God bless them. They did a great job. <laughs> wow, well, that's your Karen. favorite thing. I, I mean, I'm just saying. Wow. Um, what? The camera loves you. Because camera really loves you. Guys. <laughs> oh my god! I'm kidding. That's my least favorite. Oh. Camera loves you. Oh, I never hear that. I'm like, oh, I oh. makeup. <laughs> Yeah. I did love I, all the curls you had, though. I was really enjoying They gave my hair it its own fantastic. number on the call sheet because it took them so long It was so that. beautiful. You were Thank lovely, you. too. I wake up like that. <laughs> I'm wow. getting the look of death. Can you wow. just tell her really fast before about the uh, fake eyelashes? You had beautiful me... eyelashes. I saw them. Well, they were so long. They were really long. Well, they well, were well, like, You have lost fun. control of the show. <laughs> Listen. I noticed your eyelashes. How could you not? Listen. These were like They were eyelash transvestites. Eyelashes. They were and amazing. At one, and at one point, Lisa and Leah had a real paying gig and had to leave, so they had lovely assistants. And the girl didn't cut mine down. So seriously, I'm like blinking, and I, I see my hair, hair blowing, and I'm like, what's going on? On the first take, she would look at me and say her line, and one eye kept getting stuck. 
my god, that I was take too that. much glue. I mean, so uh, I, yeah. That was, was our long day, and awesome. I sent the makeup girl home after ten hours because I never wanted to, or eleven and a half hours. One eyelash fell and off. One eyelash fell and off. I said, <laughs> and she goes, "Ugh, I can't." And she starts to rip it off, and I go, "Can you call the girl over?" And she goes. <laughs> I sent her off. You didn't know she was going. <laughs> You're kidding, right? And I'm like. And then I'm, you're Malcolm McDowell. And one eyebrow <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. Malcolm no. McDowell. <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise. I'm running down oh the street God. to find this girl to bring so her back. So funny. So she started leaving one <laughs> eyelash on my rearview mirror. So in the morning, I'd be like, Jeez. <laughs> so hit, terrifying. Like this hideous. Eyelashes are a pain in the butt to put Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the world is winking at you when you just leave one eye <laughs> yeah. somewhere, right? The whole yeah. time. That's <laughs> not really the point of producing our just story just now. But <laughs> that while happens. we're on while we're on Tara, let's talk about Tara for a second. Oh, okay. Just let's do, do a little it. deeper dive. We got a few minutes here to deeper dive both of your careers a little bit while we're we got you. Diving. Uh, because you are on review, mm-hmm. which oh, is fantastic. such a great show. Such a great show. We're just about. We just did the last three episodes. Of season that season three, three is right. only three episodes, oh. so that w- should be on fairly soon. But Hulu is out there for anyone who has not seen this show with Andy <laughs> Daly. It's uh, a genius. It is genius. And, uh, the concept is like, oh, you don't did you think to yourself like I did? Why didn't I come up with that? It's right there for the taking. A guy who reviews parts of life instead of books, movies, or TV, like mm-hmm. he says at the top. No, so reviewed- if I had thought of it, then I would have written it. I'm I kidding. know, <laughs> but wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> Uh, no, he's he's. Th- th- I, I think they've. I, they always top each other, and it goes so dark. Yes. That I didn't. So I dark. keep and I keep going. <laughs> it's the greatest darkest show. Oh, you like there's it? There's never oh. gonna. There's ne- and and literally, I said to them, I didn't. I thought it was gonna end one way, and it so doesn't. Uh, and it's it's kind of. Yeah, it's it's kind of wonderful how they a, end it. There's a continuing mythology of that show. He just keeps screwing up his life. Everything mm-hmm. he tr- he tries to go say like, well, let's see. You know, he's supposed to be documenting life, but instead he gets too engrossed and it never goes right, and it Ever. always goes way the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, the the my favorite is the premiere of and uh, friends of the show. Rich Tallarico is mm-hmm. a writer for that show. I'm right. sure you know him yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kevin Dorff, I think. Kevin Dorff's in it. Oh, I saw him. He's appeared in it, he's too. He's amazing. Okay. I don't know who Kevin Dorff is. But oh, he's Kevin, adorable. I love you. <laughs> he's great. But the he was vi- the Nazi. The racist. The racist. The racist oh, episode. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. But the very first episode of the second season, and you know that the joke has been that things are go, he they go way crazy, way quick, is when he decides, I can't remember what the challenge was, he goes up to someone in an ATM and tries to start a fight, and it's Rich Tallarico, and he immediately turns around and shoots, shoots him. him. It oh. is the first thing that happens. It goes so wrong, so fast, it's amazing. And now I recognize you from that show. Oh, so there you go. Well, uh, Tara is like the, I would compare you to... Uh, Beth Grant, also a friend of the show here from Mindy <laughs> right? Project, who yeah. plays mm-hmm. Beverly at the front desk. Yes. Just oh. every episode you're going to get from Tara, <laughs> the look that. or the line that's going to kill the comedy sniper, and she's out. I love that. <laughs> that's <laughs> the best part to have, because then you don't have to worry about you know, learning a bunch of stuff. That's the most amazing stuff. Steal the scene. And Andy did something. They will come up with stuff. I mean, it's scripted, but they would come up with stuff. And Andy came up to me and he said, can you just do this? And it was my favorite part of the second season, which is because his character is such a doofus and my character hates him so much. (laughs) And he yells out at me. He says, how do I get on that Google thing again? And I do probably the slowest reading of W. W. And he's answering me the entire time. There's a dot okay <laughs> so it's the most and oh, brilliant awesome. he, uh, and it's his genius that's awesome it's he's he's oh got, he told you to do it that slow 
He directed it that way? No, that was my genius. Uh, <laughs> a, it was a meeting of genius. No, but his yeah. genius was the fact that he was answering, and the, mm. it's just, he makes, and he, this is what's brilliant about Andy Daly. He wants everybody around him to succeed mm-hmm. and be funny, mm-hmm. you know? And so he is, he's a very giving performer, and, and yeah. I will miss the show because, uh. you know, we, we had a really good time. Hmm. Great show, legendary. It's a cool. It's cool to hear it comes to a, a conclusion. Yes. that's a a suitable review conclusion. Yes, <laughs> I think you'll be pleased. Awesome. I'm going to put it on my list of things that's to watch because awesome. I'm looking for the next thing that I dark, can binge. It's pretty damn funny. All right. Well, I like <laughs> dark. You know, it's really dark. True. You watch Bloodline and Breaking Bad. I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's do. It. Are I'm we checking your email? <laughs> no, I I have a list of things to watch that is brought to my attention when we have guests. Oh, oh. Yes. so you've. First well, of all, you're the first one today that I've written down. Something you've oh, watched yeah. every episode of, and so you and I have seen Andrea, is 24. Yes! Oh, oh yeah. Three episodes yes. of that? All of it. I did. Well, f- yeah, f- four, but for three. But And then I w- happened to be the year that um, Kiefer Sutherland got his DUI. So, then, oh, so, so my uh, my illustrious career as the press secretary came to an abrupt end because they just, like shortened the season and then went to a new president. So it was, uh, I feel yeah. like he ruined my career. I blame yeah. him. Oh, if I see him in the Palmer, street, I might Wayne Palmer slap died, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You've never had Kiefer on, have you? No. Oh, not yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he could use the bump in his career. He yes, really he could. could. Oh, he's got a new show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing fine. Huge fan of the show. So just to get on it, even in a small That's capacity, very cool. was amazing. Amazing. What Well-oiled machine. Writing. Such great writing. Yeah, look, <gasps> that show amazes me in that they have... They, uh, I still am not, don't know how these shows are exactly made because I see a show like 24 and I see a different director every week. Yeah. The show looks the same every week. Yeah. So who's is it the showrunner that sees yes. oversees that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, for the most part, but it's the director, the first director, whoever directs the pilot, sets the tone. Mm. And from that point you on, you have to keep to the you tone. You have to keep to that tone. And they get and a residual for every whoever directs the pilot basically gets a residual for the every they can only episode. Direct that? Is that John Cassar? For uh, oh, 24? A I don't know. Yeah. That's really smart because then you can wild? get the most prolific yeah. person to do the first one and then he can go off and do something else, but everybody else has to emulate has to that. Emulate that. That's Scorsese for Boardwalk Empire, yeah, Fincher yeah, for House of Cards. You want to bring in those guys. No, if you could emulate their style, that's, yes. That's Fincher brilliant. Did the first House of Cards. Wow. That's that makes oh, sense. Well, that's Fincher, that's right? Smart. Yeah. yeah well, I remember we went to a screening of Akila and the Bee, which was kind oh, of an indie hit a couple years ago. And the guy that created that. He uh, got a last-minute call for Walker, Texas Ranger. They were going to shoot, and they had no script, basically, because it had fallen apart. And he came in to write that pilot script and save the day Ooh. and get the show off. And therefore, he got a creative by credit. And for the rest of that show, he never yeah. did anything else. But he said he had a, a nightmare in the middle of the night where he woke up and he saw his grave, and it said, creator of Walker, Texas oh. Ranger. He's like, I have to do something else with my career. Okay, nice. that's amazing. That's amazing. I did a Walker. Did you? She did a. She did an elf. Wait, we got to. I was gonna say, yeah. You did an elf. Elf. Married with children. Married. No, you did. Yes, I did. See, there's there's stuff you don't know. Illustrious. That's nice. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? So when I I probably saw you on TV before. I was like a youngster watching. Wow. Wow. So she's probably meeting no. you at a party going, you know, you remind oh me of a God, girl. Did we go to high school to together? No, oh, no, no. That's your castmate from BFF. Oh, oh. thank you. Thank you. Oh. Tara, oh. I've been nice to you today. Really. Yes, you have. Okay. You've been lovely. only one. <laughs> yeah. You and the nephew. That's it. The you two have a bit of a rapport, trauma. I'm just going to say. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm telling you, buddy film. Cop buddy film. Where am I in this? No, you should do women, like a Cagney and Lacey parody or like Police Woman. What was the one with like Angie Dickinson? 
Dickinson, Angie. right? That needs to be done again. As but a like, parody? But, but as a parody. Okay. Like, really. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Do it up. You're joking. Awesome. I know. I actually think somebody is doing oh. Police oh. Woman again. I think they're, oh. they're rebooting. Real? Yeah. Oh. Uh, probably yeah. as a cyborg or something. Right? Oh, ideas yeah. are done Something today. will blow up. <laughs> Westworld is about to begin. Last thing. Yeah. You were in Planet of the Apes. Yes. Oh. Yes, I was. Yes, tell me you were in the makeup. I tell my friends that I was the ape hanging from the chandelier, even though that was Tim Burton's wife, because my part was I literally had 30 friends go to the theater because I had this I the ship crashes because of my character I, like it all oh, wow. like I'm like I noticed the nebulous thing and people run in and I'm like I set the whole thing in motion that's you well me and uh, the rest of the crew but I mean, <laughs> my first big and we're at the theater and literally all you hear is my voice saying it's beautiful <laughs> you know, like barely even see me and then I'm dead and I was like I didn't understand how you could get cut out of a film when you think you're the impetus for like, you, you were, so instead you of showing me, the they showed the nebulous rock and heard my voice, and then the thing crashes. So afterwards, all my friends who would like come on Harley's, I'm like, no, I was the ape, sh- like on the chandelier. They're like, no, it, amazing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was me. No, I want to tell you uh, what happened. I brought you here to tell you that Tim Burton had a DUI. Oh no. So that's, uh, <laughs> So they just cut That's you the only reason. That's your only reason. That's sad. Got, just you, now, like recently. Yeah, you mean Kiefer? No, they're both ruining my I'm career. Kidding. Yes. <laughs> uh, wait, real quick. What's your favorite movie of all time? We ask everyone who comes on here. Please divulge. Godfather. Ooh, Not the first right. time we've heard that, as I you know. can imagine. Yeah. That's like a perfect movie. It's, it's a perfect, perfect movie. movie. Perfect Whatever. Movie. It's better and better, right? It it's so yeah. perfect that so it's perfect. probably yours too, right there. Great. No. Let's move on. Oh, so, oh wait. No. <laughs> What's your favorite? It's oh, something other I than the Godfather. What is BFFs. Oh, yeah, that's how you produce. That's how you produce. All about Eve. No, oh, sir. Oh, we really? just said that. I'm writing it down. I would have thought you said just Love Actually. I love Love Actually. Love no, we haven't seen it. We were just talking about this what? yesterday. I've seen it. I thought you... Wait, oh. uh, what's the no, one? No, you're thinking of something. You've seen this. I've you're seen You're thinking of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh. Uh, is that out good? No, so all About Eve you've seen with Marilyn Monroe. Yes, I love and, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Baxter. That's your favorite. Good for you. That's cool. I haven't seen that. What is it have you, you seen like The Godfather? Movie? Her mother. By the way, her mother is played by her real mother, who's Pat Carroll, who plays Ursula in The Little Mermaid. She's been an oh, actress wow. forever. Oh, yeah? She's cool. an amazing oh, cool. Hollywood yeah. icon. And she didn't she tell you that she was going to uh, disown no, you? I, I, said, I said to my mother once, I said, my mom likes all three of The Godfather. No, just oh. the first No, two. no, no. She will, she will give you a monologue about the like third three. one. I'd hear, I don't and she said, uh, she said something about The Godfather, and I said, Mom, I've actually never seen the movie. And she... She put. It, she was reading a book. She put the book down. She said, "You have a week." <laughs> and she said, "If you don't see the movie, uh, I will disown you." And she said, "Try me on this." And I was, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And it is a brilliant film. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap things Uh-oh, up with uh, the only way we know how with Karen's look at the birthdays of those who make the oh movies. Boy. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. All right, we're going to start our birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to one of the cast members of Snowden, Miss Melissa Leo. Melissa Leo turns 56, and she can play anywhere from a mother to a mother. She's a tough lady. Yes. Love her very much. Matter of fact, I didn't even know that she was in. Um, oh, shoot, I just told you today. Uh, she was Red State? <laughs> no, oh, I know she was in that. No, the one about the um, crisis uh, was just last year's movie. I didn't write it down because I thought Our I'd remember. Our brand is crisis? Uh, no, no, no. The one, oh, uh, forget it. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. I can't even think of it. I don't know. Yeah, should have anyway, written it down. I should have written it down. But 
Here's something fun. She attended the State University of New York at Purchase. Oh, okay. Uh, Paul and I went to a SUNY school, State University of New York school. We went to Fredonia. She went to Purchase. Call the actors from Purchase like the mafia or something, like the SUNY mafia or something. There's a whole slew of actors. They rejected me. Oh. For the film school. Uh, what idiots they right? were. I know. How horrible. Uh, I still have the letter. <laughs> I, I always find it interesting when you hear about other roles that they were up for that they didn't get or that they beat out other actors. And it turns out that she beat out Julia Roberts for the role of Linda Warner on the soap opera All My Children. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Because I did not think that they were nearly the same age or the same type. Yeah. So that I just found that interesting. Also, according to Rob Lowe's biography, The Stories I Only Tell My Friends, he screen tested with Melissa and she was in serious contention for the part of Debbie and about last night that went to Demi Moore. Oh. What? So what? she is auditioning. These types are so different than what she's actually getting cast in, which I find. Yeah, I, Demi Moore. I couldn't imagine that one time I watched that movie without Demi Moore. <laughs> yeah. really exactly. Could. That one time I watched it in 1983, I just couldn't imagine that with anybody else. <laughs> Good movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> now, what did she win her Best Supporting Actor act? Actress Oscar Ford, you know Paul? The fighter. Yes. Uh, yes. But the first time I ever heard of her was uh, Frozen, Frozen River. Frozen River. I loved her in that. But uh, I mean, then you go mm-hmm. back, she's got this huge career before then. This is one of those people that just pops suddenly in the spotlight. And she's yeah, great. But in she'd the been working the whole time. Overnight and success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Takes a while. You know, the neat thing about the, uh, the fighter is that that was one of those roles with only 17 other actors won an Academy Award for playing a real person who is still alive. Mm while they won the Academy Award. So that lady was kicking around somewhere. Huh. Wow. The real person. Hmm. Take that, Lincoln. <laughs> Take that, Lincoln. He's all dead and whatnot. Mm. But uh, let's have a little happy Firth Day to Mr. Colin Firth. Oh, who turns oh, is it happy Firth Happy Firth Day, everyone. <laughs> he turns 56 as well. So it's a big uh, year of people being born 56 years ago, celebrating birthdays today. <laughs> it was He's a big time to big screw. Big time to screw. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Bridget Jones' baby, and he can play anywhere from Mr. Darcy to Mr. Darcy. He has played Mr. Darcy on three different occasions. Anybody have any guesses? Of course, Bridget Jones. The Kingsman? Nope, not the Kingsman. Uh, The Pride and Prejudice BBC. Yes, and of course also the other Bridget Jones, Edge of Reason. According to Colin Firth, when he was first offered the role of Darcy, his brother remarked, Darcy, but isn't he supposed to be sexy? Brothers are nice. Mm. How they do that. That's so lovely. Darcy. (laughs) On IMDb, I was looking around kicking it for some uh, interesting fun facts. Because we like our facts fun here. We love our facts fun. not here to say it. He is quoted in saying when he was talking about the movie version of Mamma Mia from 2008. If you're the kind of person who always wanted to see middle-aged men in tight (laughs) spandex trying to sing... Then this is a film for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, if you're into that kind of thing. I, I can be made to be. <laughs> and that is, the, that is the movie for you. But you know what, Adam? In case that's not your thing. Yes, Karen. Good news. Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Oh, so exciting. Is coming out soon. And so. uh, the poster for it says, rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah! Have it's, you guys it's seen? It's not Firthless? It's not oh, Firthless. It's a Firthday surprise. Of course. <laughs> of course. He's so good in that He's movie. So you can't good. kill Colin Firth in Kingsman. Did you guys no, see Kingsman? See okay, oh so here's what happens. Right. Colin Tarantino-ish Firth festive, uh, is gorgeous and Bond, adorable and all dressed awesome. 
And then he kicks ass. Really? It's, it's got everything. hard to believe. All right. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, it really, really, takes, really amazing. It really takes the idea of the proper oh. British gentleman being an ass kicker, like, so far. Like, his weapon is the umbrella. Oh, and, you know, okay. The, that's great. That's <laughs> great. He doesn't sweat. Yeah. It's a so a scone. He, like, beats yeah. people with Right? A scone. Exactly. He's so everything. put together. <laughs> and that scene, there's this wonderful scene. What's the song He that scene Oh, it's not in a wonderful church? scene, but is it the Freebird. Oh, Freebird. Freebird. Oh my wow. gosh. There was a free bird so sequence solid. to die for. Colin oh Firth is God. like an action hero. Kingsman is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who made Kick-Ass and X-Men First oh, Class. Nice. He's got a thing. And Layer Cake. He's got a thing that is... Mm. Did he direct the sequel? I don't know. I don't know. know. That's Ooh, a good we'll question. Find out. I, I so. think he is directing it. I think there is. Is know. that so speculation? That is speculation. speculation, darling. So real quick, what's your favorite Colin Firth movie? He leaves a lot of movie? projects. He was what's supposed to direct X-Men 3. Yeah, go ahead. Favorite Colin Firth movie? movie. I have a bunch, Ooh, but man, I love Love, love Actually. I love, love actually. it. Man, that or Bridget or Kingsman. I didn't know. That's the... See, I don't know him that well. I got to go Kingsman. Yeah. So I don't think I know. He's King's Speech too, right? Yeah, King's oh. Speech. His definitely not. His favorite performance for yeah. me of his is King's Speech. My favorite movie is Love Actually. Uh-huh. I, I, the scene in Love Actually where he goes to propose to the father. Oh of my God! Oh, is that not the dreamiest? <laughs> oh, he's just, here to kill her. Oh, uh, really? Uh, he's here to kill her, really? <laughs> <laughs> I watch it every Christmas. Mm-hmm. So do I. Oh my god! Can oh my you god, come you over? Have a we should totally, we should totally watch it together. I love it. All right, I so come over. I'm in feeding pajamas. We'll and we're just watching <laughs> with your one-eyed dogs. We totally bring our dogs together. It's so cute. Uh, Paul would just join us, by the way. He, I, yeah, I love so, that movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Um, so, Paul, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. You know, uh, if you've never met Karen before, uh, there's certain things yeah. people say to her when they see her on the uh-huh. street. One, and the first is. I love to go drinking with Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) And the second is, I love when celebrities sing. And I do, and we know that Colin Firth, he's a bit of a singer, or at least a guy who wears spandex pants. And I was going to play a little Mamma Mia for us, but then I found this gem from a movie I have never heard about. Um, It's called... Fritten and the Waits. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one. These two characters in St. Trinian's. Anyway, he's singing with Rupert Everett. So this is a oh. little Colin Firth and Rupert Everett singing Love is in the Air. Oh. What happened to Rupert <laughs> Everett? Wasn't he in a bunch of movies in 9899? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'm There he is. This is oh. Colin. Oh, he came out of the closet. Yeah. Don't and know I think that. Oh, you couldn't do that back then. I do. I do something that yeah. I must Which is believe in. Oh, this is great. And it's there when I look in your eyes. Oh, my goodness, don't you? Love's in the now, this is Rupert. <laughs> in the whisper of the trees. All right, well, that it's wraps so another movie showcast, no. everybody. No, I don't. I don't want it we'll to end. again at the love. Ever. Pick this up again at the Love Actually screening at our place in December. Oh, nice. Together with the movie guys, individually we are. Karen Bobby. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys. There's iTunes as well. There's Instagram, Google Plus, all that stuff. And thank you to all our listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown, New York. Please come back every Monday at 8. Thanks to Tara Carcian and Andrea Grano. Um, hey! It's Andrea. I know. Andrea. If you want more of that Andrea. Uh, comic timing, it's all over the movie right there. BFFs. <laughs> you enjoyed them together here today. But give us yeah. the social. Where do we find you on the social media? If you uh, BFFsTheMovie.com and uh, on Facebook, BFFs the movie. Twitter? Twitter, BFFs That's the movie. movie. Yeah. Oh my We're God. very inventive. Yeah, we are. You know the consistency is a good production move. 
Oh, thank you. you. Very you. smart producer. Instagram, Bridget Jones, baby. No. That's brilliant. Thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, we remake uh, the oh remake month, Uh-oh. year, decade. Dear. Continues with The Magnificent <laughs> Seven and more. And we will see you then. Magnificent Seven with Denzel. Thank you, BFFs. I like to think that we are now BFFs. We are. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened here, right? Yeah. yeah. This is beautiful. <laughs>